Welcome to Randy Down, the only Octovers and Peppers podcast that dares ask what is good and what is bad. I'm sure the Octovers and Peppers in question. Joined as usual by co host, a man who is not a dad, but who likes to be my daddy. It's Saifietti. A man who's trying his best. He's drinking water. He is having an okay day. Uh, just chilling. Hi, Chid. How are you? A man who's trying his best. That sounds grim. I'm doing my best, baby. It's been a grim day in some ways. There's, I've been listening to some grim podcast episodes today. Oh, I don't know I'm, about you. I'm having a really good day. I mean, I, I was able to formally announce my promotion on LinkedIn, getting those kudos. It's great. You blocked comments, though, on that, I noticed. I didn't, which is a, I didn't mean to. Um, weird, A weird choice to block comments, because how else am I going to say, Saifietti, well-deserved, or one of the other generic comment options where I don't have to actually share any sentiment yeah, of my own? I like it when the people click on the generic thing. Uh, I didn't I didn't mean to block comments. It, I think it did it automatically, I think. Yeah, sure, it did, sure. Well, whatever. Hey, whatever. listen, I, I, you can do whatever you want, Buster, on LinkedIn. I, Thank you. I appreciate that. I give you permission. You were invited, in the words of dismemberment plan, for, by anyone to do anything. You and know, specifically, that means any status update you want on LinkedIn. Brewdog and I are friends on LinkedIn, and he sent me a congratulatory text message, and I didn't get any text message from you. I just got you just liked the status. I was going to comment on it, but I couldn't comment, and I said, yeah. "Fuck this, I'm busy." I LinkedIn is one of the now that I'm an adult with a real uh, job where I feel pressure to, and I was in the office today to like not be on the internet doing entertaining stuff ever. LinkedIn is a website that I give myself an allowance to check, even though it is hell because it's kind of funny. You're paying yourself to check LinkedIn. Yes. That if you're using allowance to mean that I'm paying myself, yes, in a way, aren't we all? How much is your allowance? Four cents a a minute on LinkedIn. That's I feel like what it's worth, but I will read LinkedIn sometimes and see people's status posts because it's, covered under the broader umbrella of working the same way that like people sometimes will look at CNN on their work computer and it seems like work, even though it's not work. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, LinkedIn, there's lots of interesting status updates there, but I saw that update. I said, wow, big congrats to Saifietti. And then I X out of it and did some work. Um, well, I knew it was okay that I was on LinkedIn during the day because my boss and my boss's boss liked the status. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, sometimes I'll be on in a meeting with someone and I'll be like, I'm bored. I wonder what their LinkedIn is like. And I'll look at it and then I'll send them an invite while we're in a meeting together and they're talking. That way they know I'm not actually paying attention to what they're saying. It's a real power move. You can do it. We we had a big uh, meeting today, uh, my whole team, and uh, there was an invite and it was from my boss for one-on-ones, my new boss. And uh, I was checking my email during the meeting mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, I better not accept this. I don't want dude to know that I'm reading my email instead of listening to his uh, his team updates for everybody. Hmm, interesting. So what you're telling me is when you send me replies to my emails while we're podcast recording, you're not actually listening to what I say. I don't email you. Yeah, sure. I don't think you ever email me anything in your life. We used to occasionally talk on Gchat. Why don't we do that anymore? Because you won't talk to me on Gchat. I was very mad that you wouldn't talk to me on Gchat because yeah, that was I what I used to communicate throughout the day. But now I have a Mac for work, Sa- so I'm able to just text on my work computer. Saifiad uses Gchat all day, every I day. I still he use it. G- the Gchat fiend, this oh, fucking guy. I'm a Gchat king. A G- real, real big, big time Gchat power user. Yeah, well, it's important uh, so I don't have to use my phone and I can still communicate. Uh, to the we po- used to have a boss who like was always on Gchat with his wife for a while. Sad end to that story. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Uh, I would be on Gchat with my wife like in the year 20, 
12, 13. I do chat your wife now. I don't think you do. Me and me and Mrs. Mrs. Spin, we talk all the time on G chats. She doesn't use G chat. She uses Telegram. Oh, she she sent me a Telegram one time. She's on Telegram all the time. What the fuck is that? Telegram? Telegram? Yeah, what is that? It's an app for like a. Is it like a truth social kind of thing? Is it like that? no? It's like a messaging app. It's like WhatsApp, but for uh, people who are weirdly online, and also I guess like right wingers love it. Also, I was gonna say, but like, that's happenstance. Is it like Parlor? She's not sharing anti-vax theories with a big following on Telegram, as far as I know. Well, you never know. the uh, The drummer of Three Eleven's definitely sharing some stuff on those things. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Yes, yes, big, yes, yes, yes. Big time. Big time. So how is your week going, Cy? Good. Good. I just I was I was telling you about my day. I uh, had a good day. I'm drinking some water, staying hydrated. It's not yeah. bad. You ever take ginseng? Uh no. Haven't. Ha- did you start? No. I'm just curious you just, if you ever did. No, I I do have a good uh good vitamin regimen, uh but I don't take ginseng. What's in that vitamin regimen, my man? Uh, I have uh, the energy. Uh, it's paying two, off. Yep, energy two a days. Yeah, <laughs> it's paying off right now. Uh, the the two uh, GNC energy and metabolism ones. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I take D and I take some folic acid. This guy takes D. Yeah, I, t- I t- take a lot of D. Uh, slinging D. Not there's a lot of guys in here who are going to be slinging D. Let me tell you, they have been slinging that wood. That's yeah, the truth, and that's, can, that's what I, the genesis of this episode is. I can confirm that all of you have slang D. Uh, some of the you ultimate twice, driving machine. Some genesis. of you twice, some of you once. Um, yep. So uh, my vitamin regimen also contains uh, some water. That's it. Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but water is not a, a vitamin. Vitamin W. Hmm, interesting. I thought George W. Bush was vitamin W. Mm, no, he's vitamin Dub. The Dub stood for war criminal. They, they're uh, all they're all war criminals. Maybe we should introduce our guest. This I have wait. I have one more thing to ask you. This yes. is a. I had an important topic that I, now I'm forgetting. Oh, what time did you wake up today? Uh, I was up at seven. Because I got to say, my man, I was up at four forty-five a.m. and I. Did not feel tired until like I, after I had dinner and it was like 6.30, breakfast or dinner. We'll talk to our guests about this. This is a very popular thing with children. And uh, I, I was like, oh, I could go to sleep right now. This is this would be amazing to go to sleep. But instead, here I am. I'm doing this podcast and then we'll immediately go to well, sleep afterwards. Well, you are in a bathrobe, so it's, it would strike me as though you're ready to go to bed. Bathrobe and slippers, both of them. I'm, a, I'm in my comfort zone. Uh, t- today's guests are here to talk about being dads. You may know them as the Dad Pack. You probably don't know them as the Dad Pack if you're not part of that exclusive Dad Pack text thread and also DM group and also other lifestyle ways of life. They're both returning champions to rounding down. It's, of course, our friend Megusa Carne, a.k.a. Carne, and our other friend Bruce69420, a.k.a. Bruce. Gentlemen, how are we doing? That's good. That's Bruce. Bruce. That's Carne. Welcome, guys. We are so excited to have you here. First and foremost, you're We're both so dads. We're so excited to be here, Chid. Good, 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 good. You're both dads. True or false? True. True. Excellent. How false. many children are we talking about between the two of you? Do the math. Go. Three. Three. Yeah. Great. Although, although is, is, is Bruce considered a, a child? Wait, do you each have three children or is there three combined? Between Sigh, you're going to have to figure that out. The fuck? This is the GMATs. <laughs> 
If Bruce had uh, sex three times and Carne had sex three times and both of their trains left the station. Uh, oh, our trains left the station already. Where are we tra- running a train on? Yeah. What, what's going on, Cy? This is horrifying. Listen, I don't I don't make the question. Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll help you out, Cy. So I, I have two children. Uh, yeah. One is four and a half and the other is is six months and 10 days old. Okay. And then, so that would mean that Bruce has one child. Correct. I have one child. Uh, she just turned two last month in December. And uh, then, of course, there is uh, Bruce, the uh, Dog. four-legged boy who really likes to go at it. Don't we all? So, and your uh, two-year-old daughter, as we know, is a Moana super fan, uh, obviously. Uh, how Correct. How is uh, life in Tafiti uh, going? Man, we unfortunately don't spend as much time there as uh, we used to. Mm. We, we, uh, we're spending a lot of time in, uh, I'm assuming it's the Ukraine uh, with Diana and Roma. Mm. Um, mm. And that's, it, it's rough, man. Uh, I miss the days of, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And mm. uh, yeah, it, it, it's been rough. I mean, it has been rough, but I'm glad that unlike some people who are running countries, you're not taking that frustration out on the people of Ukraine. Um, So congrats to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm uh, operating uh, with a lot of restraint. Yeah. Chid, do they can, do they can, live in the Ukraine or I, I had a I, I thought they lived in like Florida or something. I think they split their time between the two and because um, the a lot of their vacations they're at like. Um, the Warner Brothers uh, amusement park, which is in yeah. like Turkey, mm. or you see them in United Arab Emirates. What's right. wild and to me is I'm pretty sp- sure they're in Miami. What's wild to me is they split their time between a war torn country and the state of Florida, which could be uh, at times like a war torn country. So we'll say two war torn countries. Who's to say? Chid, uh, uh, are you familiar with the D- D- the Diana and Roma? No, I don't know what YouTube that is. Channel? Never heard of it. I, I don't, Wild. I, I never have watched any YouTube, and my children are not allowed to watch you. So that's I've, a good rule. I've drawn a, good, a hard, a great rule. Line in the sand about uh, th- which, like, this is going to sound foolish in five years or whatever. I'm sure, but for the moment, I so I made a semi-conscious decision when like YouTube started popping off in 2010, 11, like when there was like content creators there and it started being a thing. I was like, I don't care about this. This is not for me. I'm too busy playing Halo Reach and getting ready to get married. So I'm not going to bother with any of this bullshit. I never did. Never went back to it. And then I didn't have kids until 2017. Was my, my son was born early 2017. And I just had never gotten around to it and didn't care. And like, uh, it, it's it's anathema to me to like actually sit and watch YouTube content at this point in my life. I've seen certain things. Like I've seen like an episode of Hot Ones here or there or whatever. It seems like a fine show. I don't know. I'm sure there's like good production values for certain things. But overwhelmingly, I felt like early on, YouTube content was significantly lower quality than other content I could find on the internet. So I was not that interested in it. And then, uh, yeah, now I'm just too old. I don't know. Like I, I feel like I'm in a micro generation that like missed YouTube because it was not a thing until long years after I was out of college. And yeah. And so like, it's not a thing for me. My kids are too young for it to be a thing for them. I don't really, I'm not going to specifically encourage it for them. And I think that, uh, yeah, their screen time is like devoted to scripted 
television, essentially. Wow. Okay, you're a better parent than us. Yeah, I know. You're a better parent than I'm yeah, Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> thank you for having us on just to address us down like that. that was, no, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not unexpected. Hey, cool. not dressing anyone down. We, we will, I'm sure there will come a time when that becomes part of the lexicon, but we don't have any iPads in this house. They're like, wow. There's no, I, nice. I don't do the, uh, they don't look at my phone. You're not allowed to touch my phone or my wife's phone. You we know, Chit do... Chit often says that I'm mean to our guests, but I okay, have to right. say that, that that's the meanest. No, I've different ever tropes. Heard I don't I don't blame anyone for listen, here's the thing about being a dad and being a parent in general, and this is the thing that you've heard other people say, Sai, but being a parent because I think a lot of this is gonna be instructive to you. Uh sometimes we say wannabe dad, if if you know what I mean. If you wanna be my daddy, you gotta get with my chid. Mm. So the being a parent is hard and uh, often is very challenging and sometimes can suck, right? So all those things can be true. And I'm not saying we, we my kids certainly watch television. It's not like they're, they're not getting any screen time at all. But early on, my wife and I were pretty firm, especially when our kids were really little, where I was like, we should try to like reduce screen time as much as possible, et cetera. So that was a conscious decision we made. And we kind of never looked back for whatever reason. And so I think that there are um, I'm sure there's ways that they'll be less tech literate than most other kids that they're around, especially as they get into like grade school. Um, so, you know, time will tell on that. And I don't know, like when they go to my parents, they, my, my parents have an iPad and my son like just wants to be on their iPad all day. And I'm just like, I, I feel fine with that. Cause it's like, man, whatever, whatever my parents want to do to entertain them. That's totally fine. They're, he's not on it seven days a week for three hours a day or whatever. So it's, it's fine. There's no, uh, no knock on that, but yeah, we're, we're more into, uh, trying to raise them in a more, I guess, maybe old fashioned manner in the sense that, uh, there's a little bit less of that and, and we we try to be intentional about it at least. So your Chid. kids are going to take after you and they're not going to use Venmo until they're 36. Great. <laughs> Most likely. Great. Perfect. Chid, uh, I just have to ask, I, I know you have electricity where you are, but do you allow electricity in the house at all? No, there's no, <laughs> okay. It's, it, uh, I'm raising my children on the alphabet pizza model where they yeah. can only have battery operated, uh, by technicality, uh, toys. So no, okay. no plug in toys. Yeah. It's like the quiet place over there. Yeah. I feel, um, you know, I feel like it's okay for Georgia to have just a little bit of screen time after she's been, you know, a lot, uh, doing a lot of volunteer work at the soup kitchen <laughs> and nice. uh, she does a lot of uh, work at the uh, local orphanage. And so I feel like that's, you know, that's okay for her to sit down and just look at her iPad. She's, she's earned it after. She a, works hard. She works hard. day. Her. Yeah, not to mention mentoring all the other two-year-olds that she yeah she, like she does. With. Thank you. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Yeah, yeah. We're. I, I mean, I think that uh, it's there's a million different ways to parent, and I again have absolutely no knocks on anyone. And also, like when we've taken our kids on planes, one of the things they're always most excited about is like they're like, "Oh, can we like be on your? Can we play? Like my son will be like, I'm going to play video games the whole like." We went to Aruba this summer and my son was just like, that means I can play your Nintendo Switch for six hours. And I'm like, yeah, man, have at it. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> like, if you were going to be locked down, I don't want you running around and causing a ruckus. So go for it. You can play six well, yeah, hours of vacation, Super Mario Odyssey. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, you're right, Chid. Like, there are a million ways to, to parent. And I think I, I, I've discovered, you know, that there are things that parents, there are hills 
that parents choose to die on um and um and 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 there are a lot and there and there are a lot you know my wife and i've decided that we are we are we are going to die on um and there are a lot that we are they're not and you know one of the things is is and i'm aware i i've already i'm also fully aware that my my child has too much screen time but she mostly only watches tv my wife and i downloaded the youtube app for like literally 10 minutes during the pandemic um, and we got immediately onto the one of the Diana and Roma videos, and and, and Dan, you probably have more experience with that than this because I, I immediately I saw this and I was like, oh, this is weird, and then like just deleted the app. But essentially, if I'm understanding, it's a it's a brother and sister, and there's some every episode is some sort of weird scripted controversy between the two of them that is essentially solved moments later by a dad or a mom buying them a new toy that they open on screen like that, that seems to be the entirety of the of the, of the plot that is, no. that, you're summing it up pretty nicely and um that's terrible yeah, reinforcement we, yeah and i'm not a parent or anything like but like it kind of seems like anytime your child gets into conflict and they watch that they're going to be expecting a new toy wow side now who's being hard on our guests i don't know yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I was being hard on whatever this show is that they're talking about, Chid. Yeah. I mean, like, it's. I go out of my way to, you know, fast forward through those episodes or skip this. There's one where, like, Roma is, or, or making Diana feel uh, conscious about her body weight. Like, she's seven years old. What? Like, absolutely not. We need to get past this. And I try to not have that be what she watches, but, you know. What about, uh, um, is it Alex and Nikki? Vlad and Nikki. Sorry, yeah, there you go. What the hell's it Vlad doesn't hit the same. It just doesn't hit the same. It's another same exact type of show, uh, like Little Brothers, uh, Ukrainian or Russian, something of the sort, and with the weird dubbed over voices, um, with the same sound effects, like trying to make a live action cartoon. And it's, at least Diana Roma is a hugely successful YouTube channel. Like she has a line of toys at Walmart and others. It's, oh my God, it's obnoxious. And believe me, we didn't start out trying to watch Diana yeah. and Roma. Yeah. We started out like, hey, oh, wow, there's a full Raffi concert on here. And I remember watching this as a kid. Let's yeah. Put, it's about to sing Baby Beluga. And that ends. What the hell is Raffi? What? Raffi was really? a middle-aged man who played songs for children in the 1980s and 90s. Oh, man. Where? <laughs> I'm sorry to report that uh, Bruce, Cy, and I are old, old-ass old men. Yeah, I, wait, yeah. but I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm, I'm all, either old or old. Older to find out on this older. show. How old were you when 9-11 happened? <laughs> uh, 9-11, I was 17. Okay, so yeah, we're all the same age. Yeah. You must have just miss yeah. Raffi. Maybe yeah. Raffi wasn't like a sol- Southern California thing. Yeah, maybe Raffi was just an East Coast. Oh style. yeah, like my, my nephew, my nephew who is three, uh, I got a video sent to the family group chat today of them performing a Raffi Christmas song. So like, it's still like a relevant thing. Like mm. they were doing like the Must Be Santa. Do you guys remember that one? Mm-hmm. With the yeah. who's that with the white beard and the red coat? Must yeah, Bob Dylan. Santa. My favorite Bob Dylan song. It's ooh, there's, must there's, be Santa. There's a Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan covered that, and it's there's a music video. Just look it up. It's it's an entertaining time. I I, I have no interest in watching any Bob. It's Dylan the best Bob Dylan song. Yeah, as a not huge Bob Dylan fan, must be Santa is popping compared <laughs> to a lot of his tracks. I yeah, like you started like looking for something like Raffi, then that you know after that end 
connected. It led into the Wiggles, and then after that, yeah. their insane algorithm. And now she watches like these weird Taiwanese animated videos. It's yeah, like, it's she's tough. learning her colors and she's learning animals. Well, next week she'll be she'll be developing content. So I mean, it's it's just a it's a she'll be a content creator, and make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there for I think that that's the thing about the YouTube algorithm is so. I mean, I think by the time I had already opted not to, like there was a period probably in like 2016, 17 when I could have gotten into it, but I had already, there was already all the articles about like how, hey, this leads to terrible things. You're going to get sucked into a rabbit hole and it's going to be bad for you. And I was like, oh, why start now? So I felt like similar for myself that, that that's where that went, which is to say, I'm sure my kids will get into all that bullshit at some point. I just want to delay that as long as I can while I have the choice. Right. So um, it's, but it's like. Yeah, there, there's a way that, I don't know, all this to say, like yesterday I came down from working, my wife was on a work call, it was like 5, 5.15, and my kids were watching a show, as they sometimes will do when she's on a work call, and I, I was like, what are you guys watching? And I go in and they're watching The Floor is Lava on Netflix, so yeah. I'm not saying that they're watching like high quality educational entertainment 100% of the time, for sure. They're not watching that PBS NewsHour while you're, no, uh, no. you know, you guys are watching <laughs> No, They're watching The Floor is Lava, but they, their episode was the one with the AEW, so like Orange Cassidy was in it, and uh, was he doing nothing? Yeah, he was doing very lazily moving through an obstacle course. And my, my son was like, he seems lazy. And I was like, yeah, he's, that's his whole thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't watch AEW. But uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have yeah, a question a for, for all of the fathers. Now, uh, as, a, as a wannabe father, um, what is a good piece of early advice in early fatherhood uh, that you can give me? Early fatherhood, like we're talking first month, first yeah, three months, yeah, yeah, like well, first three months, yeah. the first three months, like what's what's something maybe I should expect that's the unexpected, uh, you know, what's what's a piece of advice or or something you didn't know, uh, that you found out when you became a father that was shocking to you. So I'm gonna say this: having a six month old, um, the f- I the first time the first three months is an absolute um, is an absolute shit show. Mm. Um, I'm going to say that, and, and, and it, that does not mean that does not mean that it's not wonderful, and there are wonderful moments, and there's time, and it is beautiful, and your kids is you love your children, um, but nobody nobody ever tells you how much of an absolute freak show pregnancy is, and then uh, the first three months, okay, because the first three months is like you know it's 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 a we, there's no schedule, like mm-hmm. kid is you know needs everything all the time, and was it easier um, with your second kid though? Because you'd already been no, through that. N- no. And, <laughs> no. And 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 and, I, and I'll say that with the caveat that we waited. So our our second one is four. Um, and I maintain that. Uh, excuse me. Our first one is four, and our second one when our second one was born. And I'll maintain that I I we planned it that way. We we like the idea of having a four year old. Um, that kind of was, you know, not, not by any means independent, but that, that was really kind of, you know, self-aware enough, knew kind of, you know, how to communicate her needs and turn the TV on and, and be able to like, yeah. be sort of self-sufficient enough, um, you know, but not, uh, not so old that they, they would just lose it because they're now having to share all the space, you know, even though she does, did react to that a little bit. Um, but I'll say it was, it was it, uh, having, um, that that space that that four-year-old space it was still just as hard as the first time um and i'll say that it was probably 
in some ways it was it was more difficult because you kind of forget everything at least i did um that you learned four years prior mm-hmm. uh, when I, we had the first one and, and in some ways it was easier um because um you know you kind of ever it's kind of muscle memory you learn things uh you and you remember kind of like oh i remember this i remember what we did last time that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh but it's it's there's a lot there's a lot of emotions you have there's a lot of emotions you know your spouse has um, there's a lot of emotions. Everybody's caring, and 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 the other thing is, <clears throat> the other thing I'll say is, everybody, everybody has the advice for you, mm-hmm. which which is is the is 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 anno- is kind of annoying in itself. It's like you know, um, oh, or you know, my I, my wife got constant questions like, oh, are you breastfeeding? Why aren't you breastfeeding? Why aren't you breastfeeding? Uh, all this stuff, and it's just like it's just a barrage of oh, you need to do this. Oh, check for this. Oh, check for this, and it's like and and it it that for me was is always a, a difficult because it's like you have to kind of learn your kid all over again, and 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 people like kind of shouting at you to be like, oh, you got to do this. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Yeah, um, is is a lot. So it's dude. It's I think I think the advice I have for you is is just it's 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 rough. It is beautiful and it is real tough. How, so let me ask you this, and I want to I want to hear uh, Bruce and Chid's answer too. But um, when people are giving you unsolicited parenting advice, how do you is is there a typical response you give? Like I'll take that under advisement, and like <laughs> you know, is is there something that you do to kind of brush them off or get them to stop giving you advice? I mean, for I so we have uh, so we have. Um, there was so, so I so this is there's conflict I have with my with my brother in law for instance. Um, uh, Sounds familiar, Sai. You should recognize this. Yeah. Well, well and and it's because it, this is this is this is a conflict I have with him a lot is because he kind of purports to know. He's one of those guys that just know everything. Mm-hmm. Sai, this sounds familiar. Yeah. You should know this. Right. Is yeah. your brother in law my brother in law? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he might be. <laughs> we he knows everything, and so like a week before we're gonna we and and mind you, this is the second time we've had a kid, but like a week before we've we're about to have. Uh, oh, sorry, Newt Chid Gunray. Um, we can, we can, uh, yeah. yeah okay. I'll, I'll, I'll modify that. But we, yeah, we're a week before we had to, we're, we're about to have uh, the new one. Um, he's like, here's all the data on like why you should never have Pitocin, you know, during, you know, during labor delivery. And he just goes on and on and so on. Nice. And like, and like my wife is like already like stressed out enough. And, it, and so in that particular instance, I was like, can we like not talk about this? Like, we got this. Like, we're good. Yeah, that's some wild but, shit. That's a big swing from a brother in law. I got to say, it's wild. Wild. But like for most people, I kind of smile and nod. For most people, I tell them, I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. You know, and I just keep moving on. For my immediate family, I get real salty, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, and this is not, this is, I'm not recommending people do this, but like I get salty with people when it's like, it's like, hey, like, you know, we, you know, my wife and I constantly talk, you know, we, we, you know, do our own research. We, right. Um, We kind of figure out what's going to work best for our family. Like, I have no advice to give anybody else for their family because y'all got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And which is what we do. So it's, it's, it's just, it's just rough, man. Sounds really nice. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Bruce. Um, You know, we, uh, we got pregnant in March, 2020. Um, So I got engaged. Oh, there you go. Uh, and that's, you know, when the world fell apart. Uh, so we were dealing with pregnancy during peak COVID and, you know, gave birth during peak COVID as well. Um, so we didn't have to worry about, I, I guess most of the advice that we got, we were accepting of because 
no one knew what was going on, mm-hmm. and especially um, you know, having you know a baby in utero with the pandemic, um, it was frightening, and you know we were being extra cautious. So um, it's it, yeah, we, we we didn't get as much like harassing advice or unwarranted or unsolicited, um, but it, like Connie was saying, it's like just nothing compares to it, like. People will give you advice and people will tell you things, but like, I don't know, you got this. And like, there's, especially things directed at new fathers. I felt like all the books that I read were all trying to paint this very specific portrait of masculinity. Um, that was just weird and sweaty to me. And, you know, I don't know. It, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but it, like, yeah, it just especially, uh, all the books that were out there, um, especially the one that um, I read that was like the number one book for new fathers. It, one of the first chapters was about, are you worried that this child isn't actually yours? And <laughs> like, like that's like a whole chapter. That, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's the beginning of this book that I, okay. I guess everyone's supposed to have this fear of like, Oh, I cannot take this guy's advice. Yeah. And yeah, yeah you just find a piecemeal advice. Um, yeah. And you figure it out. There's for, a way that for what I will say is that there's a way that for fatherhood, what I found interesting is again, since we're all approximately the same age and I'm going to presume we probably have parents that are within 10 or 20 years of each other in age. So most likely we all have boomer parents. There's a way that like people will, the way that people talk to fathers, especially for an older generation, is a they're holding up a mirror to how they were as a father. So, like, if you talk to, like, an, a man who's 65, he'll be like, and, and he sees you out with the kids, he'll be like, oh, it must be a rough day today. And he'll be like, no, I love my kids. I'm having a great fucking time. This is not a rough day for me at all. Like, I'm not working. I, I got to tell you, my man, way easier to do this than to work 12 hours in an office. So, have yeah. you guys gotten, have you guys gotten the, like, oh, like, uh, who's sitting today? Have you guys got that in comment? Okay, wait, repeat that. They cut out a little bit, Gabe. Or sorry, Carney. Oh no, I, I was wondering, have you guys gotten that comment where it's like, oh, like dad's babysitting today? Yeah. Um have you yeah. is people ever said that to you? Yeah. Yeah. And part of I'm yeah. when when I hear that, I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm a co-parent. We're parenting together. I'm not babysitting. These are my children. I I birthed them, help birth them and wait, did you read the chapter them. where they they ask you if they're sure that you're your children? <laughs> There are obviously different types of men and people have different fears and there there is a common thread for certain types of guys where they feel like they can't connect to babies for some reason. I don't know why. And, and this is not a knock on people who feel that way. I guess that's like a common enough fear that or a common enough anxiety or um, emotional thing that like some like men feel like they have a hard time connecting to a child before the child's like verbally communicative or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that there's a way that we all were fortunate. This is a huge thing. And this is not a thing. This is the thing that I always remind myself of is like, Hey, I was 32 when I had my first kid. Like, but that was not a luxury that my parents had. My mom was 23 when I was born, 22. Uh, my dad was 26 when I was born. Like I'm the youngest, uh, you know, like we're, we're talking about like, uh, and that's pretty common, like our, for our parents' generation where people had kids generally younger, there's still people who have kids younger. And it's like, if you're 19 and you have a kid, guess what? You're going to be probably less prepared for that than if you're 34, which is not to say that 19-year-olds are not. But there's like a way that like when you're in your 30s and you have a kid, you're maybe 
have a little bit more emotional insight and awareness of yourself. And that awareness of yourself kind of helps you maybe better care for others. Um, so I think that that's a big benefit and I would recommend that to uh, aspiring dads. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right, Chid. I think the the emotional awareness of, of where you're at and and being self aware enough to know where your your learning edges are and where your transference lies is is important. Because I have to recognize that with my, you know, I, I you know, I I um I grew up in a single uh family household. My my mom was a single mom, and uh, I never knew my dad. I mean, I know my dad, but I never he wasn't around. Yeah. He wasn't a part of my life. And I, I have to recognize the ways in which I transfer some of that to my children um, and in a way that I did not have the emotional language to talk about when yeah. I was 23. That's a, that's uh, a big concern for me as well. Uh, my mom is not a good, good communicator at all. And I grew up in a single parent household. Uh, so that's something that I've, I've struggled with in adulthood is learning how to communicate effectively um, and, and be able to convey emotions in a way that uh, is not catastrophic for other people. Um, so then that's, that's something that I, uh, I will have an interesting time navigating when I do become a parent as well. Yeah, because is- because it's just the thing. It's the thing to be. It's just that, and 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 I think being aware of that is the most important. You know. Yeah, being able to uh, communicate your feelings without them being catastrophic to other people is <laughs> and is a wonderful sentiment, and that is something that I did not have in my twenties. Right, I certainly. I barely have a grasp of that now. Big saying. Therapy helps. Um, but yeah, that's you know, spot on. That that should have been a chapter in that book, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> uh, I, the following chapter was how much will this baby end up costing me? Yeah, like cool. that is chapter one and two of this thing. The yeah, boomer definitely wrote that book. Right. There's yeah. no chance they didn't. When, when being a parent seemed incredibly abstract, right? When I was like 25 and I was absolutely not trying to have a child and my girlfriend and I had no prospects of having a, you know, no interest in having a child. We were not trying to have a child and thankfully did not have a child uh, by accident at that phase in our lives. Could you say have a child one more time? Have a child. So the, we, the, a lot of being a parent seemed incredibly abstract to me. And I, what I mean in saying that is I could not imagine changing a diaper. And you may, and when you're like, when you're a young man, if you're going to be a dad, there's a way that some very practical and very stupid concerns are concerning to you. Like I was, I I remember being like 22 and being like, oh man, I don't ever want to clean up uh, another human being's throw up. Right. And that's a very stupid and very like uh, silly thing to worry about when you're in your early twenties. But the reality is like, you have a kid and it's like, you love your kid. And even if something sucks, you're not actually worried about it. And there's a way that like your kid shit does not disgust you in a way that you maybe would not, you you know what I'm saying? Like there's a way that like that sort of stuff is like different than maybe you expect. Yeah. It's that abstract cliche of like, you don't know how much you're going to love this thing and you can't describe it. And it's cliche to say that, but you, there's no way. Yeah. In my twenties, I was living in Brooklyn, worried about other people cleaning up my vomit and not even, I, the conceit of being able to love something that much that being woken up four times in the middle of the night and changing shitty diapers and cleaning up vomit and dealing with the temper tantrum, it's fine. 
like okay like it's it's gonna be fine then you know you're gonna make a weird face and i'm gonna melt and this is gonna be great and we're gonna watch some diana and roma and have some ice cream it's and i'm not gonna i couldn't ask for anything else and telling me as i'm in williamsburg at a bar at 3 30 in the morning hitting on someone that i'm going to be okay with that no that's just what what the fuck are you talking about that is preposterous but yeah yeah, that's exactly what it is and it's great there's a transition point and i don't know where exactly it is but there's this the transition point like 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 bruce says like your kid smiles at you or looks at you or grabs on like and you get to this point early on that like you can't it's hard but you also cannot imagine your life without your children yeah man um and, and you just can't like like life um you know we my wife and i we uh we went back and forth quite a bit on whether we were going to have our, our second child. And, and she, she actually did get pregnant during the pandemic and she had a miscarriage. Um, and it was, that yeah, was, it was, it was, it was very, very, very tough. Um, and to, to process that and go through that and grieve through that. And then, but through that, we, we, it solidified, you know, that, that we wanted to have, you know, another kid, we wanted to have our second child and, and we couldn't imagine like not, not having our children now. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 just, there's this thing that um, it turns and it's like, your life is just, is your life is just your dad, you know? And, and that's just it. Yeah. And that's, it's, yeah. There's also a way in which, and tell me if you guys feel the same, but there's a way in which it's hard to, once you add an extra person or, you know, in Carney and I's case, persons to your life, there's a way in which it's hard to imagine your life before them. And in in a way where it's like, it feels like they were always a part of you, even though you didn't know them, if that makes sense. Um, and which is uh, strange. And that's not the kind of amnesia that I would think I would have, but um I don't know. Sometimes I think back to like being like 27 or 26 or whatever and like playing NBA 2K12 or whatever and being up till three in the morning and, you know, then watching uh, Death Wish and then going to bed at five in the morning and then waking up at 1130 and going to brunch at some fucking shitty place in Cambridge. And uh, anyway, and just being like, what was my life then? Like, I know that like that is the life of a young person. And that was like what I was doing at the time. That's what I was doing with my life. And I'm happy that I had those experiences and I'm glad I did all of that. But also part of me is like, I, I, um, I don't know. It's, there's a way that I like, yeah, if for all that sometimes having kids can be a challenge, kids can be a challenging. You'll have hard days. You'll, you'll, there'll be days where you say things you don't want to say, or you lose your temper or you feel like you could have conveyed a message better or whatever any of or you didn't have the energy you wanted to have maybe to play with them or do whatever or i I don't know any of a number of things right like those things happen we all have moments like that being parents there's always challenges bruce doesn't he's he's shaking his head no so no never not once never never once had a challenging day but the um have you had a challenging day let's talk about this let's talk about your challenging days yeah man i mean i i there was a period when Sai will remember this and this is the thing we talked about off pod quite a bit But when my son was born and he was like probably a year, year and a half, I remember talking to Sai and like us getting lunch. We were at work one day and being distraught because I felt like I snapped at him and was upset and felt like a terrible father and uh, was having a really hard time. 
And so I was like, you should go back to therapy or you should talk to someone about this, like who's not me, who can like actually help you. And he said that very tactfully, not in that way. Like there's a way that was very helpful. And I think that there's like, sometimes it can be a lot, obviously, to try to balance a career and having kids and all that. And uh, and I, I have enormous amount of respect for anyone who can do it as a single parent, because that sounds truly difficult and uh amazing but yeah i don't i don't yeah. know how my mother did it at all um yeah that was wow but for, for all her her you know lacking uh you know she still put food on the table and and raised me and i'm, I'm not quite sure how she did that so yeah yeah but I, just to say all that like i think that there are yeah i don't know i i i think that for me the the important thing that i always try to come back to is like uh i try to just like refocus and make sure that when i'm with my kids i'm in the moment of being with them and whatever we're doing right and i try to make sure that i'm like engaging with them at their level and um yeah and i also it's really important to me that my kids know that like that i love them unconditionally and that i will always love them no matter what there's something they're going to say that's going to make me stop loving them there's nothing they're going to do that's going to make me stop loving them frustration anger whatever those things are fleeting but love is forever and that is the uh important thing and i think that they they really um get that message and i think that's a really important uh thing and and yeah i think when you recenter on some of that it, it's really uh it's it's really good it feels good to like work through that and and feel like better coming out the other side i guess um who uh, uh for the dads here and you know for Sai, you too uh who's the in your houses who do you feel like is is the rule the rule setter or like um who's the heavy uh, do, 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 do y'all take like equal parts or i think we do a pretty good job of 50 50 50 50 um yeah there's a lot of a I heard mom say no, and I like hear my wife also say, "Hey, I heard dad say no." Mm. Now there's it's pretty good okay. on that front. Okay, yeah, yeah. We we try to. I mean, my wife will always support me when we back stuff up, but I think that the as far as like if and when there needs to be a rule set or a like a firm boundary established, it tends to fall to me. Really, I feel like that's a dad move. I, I tend to be the um, I I'm the I am. I, I, for for our house, we're we're pretty fifty fifty on the on the back of each other, right? But I tend to be like the 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 rule is black or white. You know, we said there is no dessert. Yeah. There there is no dessert. Like that's it. My wife sets the rule, but she tends to be like, okay, so like you know, she she tends to be like, well, maybe if you do this, or like maybe like yeah, yeah. she steps it back a little bit. And so I've noticed that that since my 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 little one, my four year old is is learning that, and so she'll come to me first, and then she'll be like. Let me go see what mom says because mom usually like walks it back a little bit, and uh, I'm I'm loving that uh, um, that uh, that that fun that the fun age four four I think I, I will say that of all the ages I think four is is currently my my favorite um, just in her development and, and personality um, two was kind of fun but you know I know you're going through that right now Bruce yeah I mean it's yeah I, it just keeps getting better. Um, there are different yeah. challenges like with every age, but I don't know the fact that she's responsive and she can answer questions and she's talking more, you know, that's okay. That makes up for the fact that she's getting her two year old molars and now is throwing tantrums and yeah, yeah, throws yeah. everything off of the counter. Yeah. Now Teeth, I man. ask her to make an angry face and she does it, but smiles because she knows that it's adorable and it's, yeah. 
there is yeah, it just gets better and better. But I can't wait till they're four and see what they do at that age. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, there, it, yeah. I think that uh, the two points, Carnate. Yes, the teeth thing was a thing that I did not, could not have anticipated how much of a pain in the ass that is. For oh, it's uh, the worst. It's like terrible for. They'll be like, like they'll be whole week. I mean, I think like when this is the other thing where I think Sai, you asked about this about like the second time around. So our kids are only two and two years and three months apart. So they're like very close in age, and uh, we had forgotten nothing. I, like I'll, I'll say, like in that period of time, and um, with my son, we were, we always had like reticence about like, oh, should we give him Tylenol? I don't know. Is it okay to give him? Tylenol? And it's just like with my daughter, it's like fuck. She'll be fine. Yep. Like, give her the drugs. It'll, it'll, it'll help her. <laughs> give her the drugs. The night. Who cares? Like, this is fine. It's the correct dosage amount. Even if she has to have yep. it every night for five days, she'll be mm-hmm. fine. It'll be okay. Um, and there, there's like a way that like, I think you, some of that stuff you like, having another kid kind of helps you let go of some of that. And and also like, I don't know. I mean, you may not see this with Newt Chid Gunray yet, but what is interesting is like, you can, I, my kids' personalities are so vastly different. And my daughter is like a very, like, she will entertain herself. She's like very like, you know, she doesn't want to take showers and she, uh, there, she has, she's very particular about certain things, but for the most part, like my son still wants me to entertain him all the time. Like when we're playing, he wants me to play with him all the time. He does not want to play by himself. Right. My daughter's just like, I'm just playing my stuffed animals. I'll entertain myself for an hour. Like I'm just like, there was a day, a couple, two weeks ago, I, I was going to the office and it was like six 30 and just she and I were awake. And I was like, I got to go to the office. She's four years old. I'm like, go upstairs and wake up mama. Like tell her, you know, you got to get dressed. Um, she had like gotten on, she like took off her pajamas. So she's like running around in underwear. And, uh, and she's like, okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. So I like lock the door and I'm like, go upstairs. And she's standing by the stairs. And I'm like, I'm waiting to like watch her go up the stairs. She walks up the stairs. I leave. My wife texts me like an hour later. I'm in the office and she's like, uh, she, she just woke me up now. And I was like, what the fuck did she do for that hour? <laughs> she didn't come get you. And she's like, no, she was just I, apparently playing. She's just playing with stuffed animals in her own world uh, for an hour and, and woke her up an hour later. And I mean, part of that is like, uh, you know, anyway, it was very funny, but like, it's the kind of thing where, uh, yeah, I, she, my son would never do that. You know what I mean? Like he's the kind of kid who would like, he'd like run to wake up my wife as soon as possible. And she's just like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to go play in my room and, you know, be right next door to mom. And when she wakes up, then, you know, cool, we'll be ready. We'll get ready for school. Okay. That's an interesting way to, way to go. I wonder if that's a girl trait more uh, because I've, I've heard, I've had a lot of people tell me that, uh, that girls kind of have a logic center develop quicker um and kind of can can navigate a little bit more so earlier than the boys can and, and who knows what evidence that's backed up with but i'm curious i'm interested uh uh, uh with that with that that difference who knows though you were saying bruce oh yeah i was gonna say um like with georgia um you know both my wife and i we both work from home um so and to Carney's point about, um, you know, her being, uh, you know, a girl being able to play by herself for a while, Georgia is, yeah, I, I, it's just weird since, you know, she's never alone with, one, I'm phrasing that wrong. Um, like, it's not like one of us goes to work all day yeah. and, you know, traded parents on and off. Um, but she'll be able to, to sit by herself and play like in her high chair at the kitchen table alone with her babies for an hour straight or she is just up my wife's ass and like needs to be back inside of her and it 
it's one or the other, like either yeah. leave me alone completely or I, I need to be back inside and I need you in me now. Yeah. 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 My, my, my four-year-old reverted a little bit like that when, when uh, Newt Chid Gunray was born. Uh, and it was, uh, um, you know, it was a lot like, you know, she needed to be like, one of us had to be in her room. Like, you know, uh, we we always had to play with her. She got you know that's how she that's how she acted out a little bit when yeah. when, when the new when the baby was born. The, no joke. Sorry, guys. The one who got really Bruce got really bad like that. Mm. Oh, really? Like the moment you start giving attention to you could be with Bruce all day and he could just look at you and not want anything to do with you. But the moment you start to interact with the baby, that's when he just like gets right in between the two of you. A super affectionate. He's not, not malicious or mean. He's just so annoying and just has to be the center of attention. Like, if there's attention being given, I need to have it. Mm, not that mm, I needed right. attention, but if there's some available, it right. needs to come to me. Yeah, that'll be. What How I long like had you guys Sai had as a kid? I'm just going to do that oh, to wow. Sai and his wife. I'm just going to get between them and say, "No, I need the attention. Give it to me." <laughs> so I, we we I, I we're, the dads are kind of taken over but like y- y- what are you what are you no, feeling this is about all, this is all fascinating to me um so it's it's an interesting uh i feel like uh jane Albright. Albright is it what's who's the the one jane observing goodall? yeah there you go jane goodall uh observing uh just just taking mental notes jake um, goodbull Jake Goodbull. Uh, what was, that's the name of my bong. What was her name in? Uh, what's the What's the name of the the woman in uh, in Avatar that Sigourney Weaver plays? The Doctor at what's her name? Not Doctor Monroe. Doc Doctor. <laughs> I just watched it like three days ago. Al- too. I don't. Remember Nobody remembers name. names in that movie. Doctor no Algernon. Doctor Al- Algernon. I got to get it. Flowers for Algernon. Not flowers for Algernon. <laughs> Doctor. Uh, Grace, it's Doctor Grace. Doctor Grace. I mean, we all just saw the second one last month. Uh, the, yeah, we did, and we loved it. We loved Avatar <laughs> two. It was the best ever. Doctor Augustine. That's Augustine. Doctor Grace Augustine. Wow, named Dr. after Grace my favorite Augustine. part of Florida. Honestly, Grace, Grace, Florida. Grace, Florida. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. very graceful part of the state. <laughs> Our guest um, last night is from St. Augustine. Yeah, man. Uh, you mean last week? So yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, for yeah, I think that uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's wild stuff having multiple kids. I think for us, the we tried for a really long time to not do the divide and conquer thing because we have friends who, when they had a second kid, were just like, oh, every weekend we just like split up and like Saturday is dad and daughter, Sunday is dad and son, oh, interesting, or whatever. Like they just do that every weekend. And um, early on, my wife was like, oh, I don't want to do that because I want to make sure like we're all spending time together as a family. Blah blah blah. Makes sense. We only have one car. We've only ever had one car or zero cars for that matter. So that's a kind of not a very easy thing to do to split up like that directly uh, without like being in our immediate neighborhood or at our immediate playground or whatever. And uh, so we tend not to do that, but we did have like a, I had a day with my a night where I took my son to an NBA game. My wife took my daughter. She wanted, she took her to get her nails done. It was very gender conforming, very stereotypical gender stuff, which is like not usually our MO. <laughs> But um, it, but we everyone had a great time, and our kids like really love having like that very individualized attention, especially my son. So I think there's a way that like that can be beneficial as they get bigger, so that they feel like oh, you're the center of my universe for for this moment or these hours or whatever. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I to your point, Bruce, I think you said like it gets better every day. It's like for uh yeah, having a like six year old is like it's the fucking best. It's like so fun. Like he's he's so like there's a way that he my son when he was born was a very demanding baby and did not fucking sleep at all. Like he slept in like ninety minute increments for the first 18 months he was alive oh my gosh not like for the first three months 18 fucking 18 months, months. We, so we we had to like we paid a sleep consultant we had to like do because he like would he was in our bed it was a whole thing it was a, oh, a wow. nightmare whoa and, and uh he would only sleep like when he was in bed with us he just like did not want to be apart from us ever 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 so it was a whole thing and it was it was exhausting and hard and very challenging and like we would take turns like you know basically since he was up every 90 minutes we'd be like okay you get to sleep for three hours then you get to sleep for three hours like it was just like we were ping-ponging and then also at that age like when they're under even up to like the time it was 18 months it was like oh it's five in the morning and he's not going to go back to sleep so it's like oh, you're just up at five in the morning or 4 30 in the morning or whatever and so the amount of times i i can't even tell you that like i would be playing with him like with toys in our living room at like 4 30 when it's pitch black or <laughs> just like playing with you know playing with blocks and stuff at 4 30 in the morning trying to stay feel alive um but that is not i think i was like oh this must be what having every kid is like and it's like my daughter was born she slept in you know six hour chunks the, like we had to like set timers to wake her up to feed her essentially um so like a completely different experience right but yeah i don't know i think that there's a way that uh it it was hard like there were things about that that made the first it was so stressful and very challenging uh for both my wife and i uh, initially some of that stuff and uh and it it just a lot of those there's other challenges there's other things that get harder obviously but like that was a pretty i almost feel blessed in the sense that like the first 18 months of being parents was so fucking hard. And I know that was like when I had that, like when Sai was like, you should go to therapy. It seems like you're really having a hard time. Um, there was a lot going on in my life at that point. And uh, yeah. And so like, I think that that uh, it was ultimately beneficial to do that, but there's also part of me that's like, Oh, it's all kind of gravy uh, from this point. I, I feel that kind of strongly Not that there won't be hard times again, but it is, it is fucking i i don't know how i lived through some of that like i was averaging like you know f- five hours of shitty sleep a night essentially at that period of my life that's like that's a tough thing to do for day after day after day after day the the first 18 months like once you hit the first 18 months i think for at least us our experience was like it, it is a whole new world that kind of opens up yeah um you know and uh it's not as it's not as stressful like even the first six months um that we just hit that milestone like um, it feels a little less, yeah. but you know, she's still little, like she's not sitting up, she's sitting yeah. up, you know, not crawling yet, but like 18 months feels pretty good. Yeah. You know, there's a way that like for the incremental stuff, like going from, yep, they can sit up on it. Like, like they have to be held all the time. Just <laughs> being like, oh, you can put them on the floor and they will sit up on their own to being like, oh, they'll scoot around on their butt or they'll crawl around a little bit. Or it's like, there's ways that like those milestones are more meaningful than you maybe would expect before you have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because they do fundamentally change how easy or difficult it is to like be out or like once your kids like start walking, you don't need to, we, we've not used a stroller in a year and a half or something. So I got the stroller. Like when you just like get rid of that, it's just like, oh, I've like, you know, like on Sunday I took my kids to, my wife had to work all day on Sunday. So we, uh, went out to, I think I was texting you guys in the group, but like we went out to, we did like, we put up some Christmas decorations in the yard. We put up some like Christmas inflatables. We went to the hardware store we went to we went christmas shopping we went and got lunch at a at an ice cream shop 
like all of it was very fun. All of it was very easy. And like doing that with like a stroller and a baby who can't move and you have to carry and a, a three-year-old, it's like, that's fucking hard. Like it's wow. not hard when they're, when they're four and six and they're just walking around talking to you and chatting away. And yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. Let me ask you guys this. What's the, what's one piece of, um, of, uh, I was going to ask this the other day. I was thinking about it. Um, What's one piece of like you of, of pop culture that you like? So like music or film or something like that that you've been really excited to show your children. Oh no, Gabe, you're gonna show your kids new metal, huh? Mm. Oh, so I have a I have a I have a vinyl of Evanescence already. Make yourself, thank you, Miss. <laughs> Make yourself, thank you, Miss. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Coldplay, Viva La Vida. <laughs> oh man speaking of last night's record uh i've been I, i've been listening to some coldplay lately i, I put wow, on parachutes really? the other day because i was like oh i gotta go back it's a great album i gotta go back and see what this is like and uh and i was like oh this is fine I, you can it definitely portends the pop the much stronger pop direction they're going in eventually Very much so. but uh at the time everyone was kind of oblivious to that they were just like you know they were like treated like an indie rock band very comically um Anyway, uh, I don't, I'll defer to Bruce. Bruce, what's your answer to this? Star Wars? I'm very excited to uh, get my daughter into uh, into ska music. Oh, yes, <laughs> it's gonna be a wonderful thing, um, and, and eventually uh, take her to her first pro wrestling show. Mm, really? Top two. Yeah, that's awesome. You can start. Good. You can start the ska pretty early because it's very. It's not too harsh. It's like mm. this is true. true. We listen to a lot of happy music. We listen to a lot of stuff with horns. Mm-hmm. Trying to imbue that early on in her, give her a nice variety, but heavy on the yeah. brass. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I got to get some more ska in our in our rotation. That's a good idea. Yeah. What What about you? What's your answer, Carne? Um. So it, it's great. the The beauty of, of having, I will say, the beauty of having like a four year old, and uh, it is really that I can start introducing little by little these things. Um. I'll say that. Um. I tr- we I tried I tried Star Wars it did not has not worked uh, mm-hmm. has not worked she is uh, she does not wants zero things to do with Star Wars yeah um, but what I'll say is 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 the thing I've been really really wanting to get her into is is like so I my thing the thing that we do is I take her to Guitar Center all the time um, and I take her to Guitar Center and we go she loves sitting on the playing the drums she'll sit in there playing yeah. the electronic yeah, drums yeah. Yeah. and just annoy every Guitar Center employee. Um, and then, so I really am, am excited to get her into drums and guitar, um, you know, and the, because all of that leads to eventually an appreciation of new metal. So right. that's really where that leads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like that's that, like that sort of thing, like that kind of thing. I'm really excited to get her into. Um, she just wants nothing to do with Star Wars, wants nothing to do with Batman. Yeah. Um, so my last ditch effort is music. <laughs> yeah, it's there are ways in which like I don't I part of me is <clears throat> there's a way that, like growing up in the 80, late 80s early 90s there we were obviously much more starved for content and uh there was a lot less to choose from obviously back then so I think that there's a way that um it's tough for Star Wars to compete with uh you know 80,000 hours of whatever YouTuber or what have you obviously right but um I don't know. I, I uh, was excited for my son to like, and my daughter to be into sports and uh, to be able to like watch uh, football or basketball with me or whatever. And 
Um, my son's like very into it in the way that six-year-olds are into it, which is which is really cool. Like he had so much fun at that game, and has asked me if we can go uh, back to another basketball game, and so that's that's been very fun. Your and, son also uh, really likes music too. Like he does. He he loved music like from the moment he was born, and we just oh, yeah. I decided early on I was like I don't really I'm gonna just like expose him to everything that I listen to. So I had no everything from like Death Grips to Blood Brothers to metallica to kendrick lamar i'm like you're, you're just listening to everything that's on in the house i'm not going to like censor what i listen to when i'm around you when he was a baby and so he's there and my daughter's much the same although she's a lot more because she's her personality she'll be like i don't like this she'll just straight up be like i don't like this okay turn it off uh whereas he's he's a little bit less like that so um it may be a, a bit broader, but yeah, her thing is my daughter's like very like, she'd be like, I want to listen to a girl sing. Okay. Let's put on right. some girl singers. So it's, uh, there's a lot more of that from her, but, um, do you, but search, yeah, we, her, do you search for female fronted as the genre? N- yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I, for, for, we ended up listening to like a lot of, uh, with my daughter, like in the car, we ended up listening to like a lot of Amy Mann and a lot of, um, just because there's also like a lot of, there's like, we listen to a lot of singer songwriter stuff that's like calming because often it'll be like late at night when I'm driving back from visiting my parents or whatever, back from coming back from Maine, visiting my wife's parents and trying to get them to like chill out and uh, if not fall asleep, at least like not be bickering. And there tends to be a lot of calm music in the Lots car. of Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, in the arms for of an sure, angel. man. Lots of Tori Amos. Like you gotta, Tori you gotta really right. like, you gotta really, really keep them calm. Uh, get her into Enya. How about some Suzanne Vega? <laughs> listen. <laughs> I, someone gave us a CD by someone. Her name is Elizabeth Mitchell, and it's like a kids CD, but it's like a folky kids CD. And it's we listened to that a ton when my son was like really little, and it would chill him out, and it was good stuff. Uh, in the sense that like it had like a a Velvet Underground cover on it, and uh, yeah, it, it was like not objectionably bad, which is all I'm looking for at certain points. Like, give me not objectionably bad, and I'll be in. That's what we say about this podcast. Yeah, as long as it's not objectionably bad. Uh, they're also like very uh, like on my Spotify Wrapped this year. Uh, my like top ten songs, like <clears throat> seven of them were from Encanto. So there's that. Oh, Encanto's good. I've not seen it still. Like they've watched it. They think they've seen it. They've seen it a bunch of times, but I've not. I they tend to you know that's like a big like dad's working and uh mom's on a you know she's on a half hour call so we're gonna put on Encanto in the afternoon we get back from school and we'll watch you know 45 minutes of it and then we'll watch the other 45 minutes the next day or like so it's still not I've not seen it I've heard it's amazing obviously it's based on the works of Gabriel Garcia Marquez one of my uh I've read most of his books he's like one of my favorite authors uh or was for a long time and uh I think it's based on Moana Encanto yeah Pretty sure Encanto is based on Moana. Okay, for the record, yeah. The yeah, grandmother, the, the grandmother's Maui, right? Yeah, the grandmother's I think Maui. So. That yeah, makes sense. Maui. I got it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I had to disappoint my in-laws um, when I had to say like that. You know, I'm I'm weird to I'm married to a Caucasian person. Uh, so I was like, oh no, they were talking about the movie. Like, oh, like that's you know from Mexico. And I go, oh, actually, they're Colombian. Colombian. I go, I, I am I am not Colombian. You know, <laughs> brutal, brutal. Yeah, like I'm not Colombian. They brutal for similar them. languages, but uh, that was yeah. Fun. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, oh my. You're like, no, no. You're thinking of uh, Coco? That is in Mexico. I, yeah, it's in Mexico. <laughs> but uh, geez, Louise. Uh, also, uh, 
yeah uh yeah it, it seems great i know all the songs because i've heard them all a million times so part oh, of me right. is also like when you know a musical film only from knowing the songs i'm like i can kind of guess the story beat, even though i've not seen it Arnie, my wife can empathize with you she has to tell people that she's married to a caucasian as well it's a rough life and Sai, i'm interested in what you what you're interested in, in sharing with your kids do you have a thing uh yeah i mean i want to expose them very early to this podcast so they can get to know right. their uncle chid um no I, it's the I'm, only way right <laughs> yeah i'm i'm a big uh sports and music guy so those those are two things that i'd, I'd really like to share with them uh I, I know that uh people feel uh very strangely about uh harry potter and they all have mixed feelings uh but i i would like to uh share harry potter with my kids because it's something i really oh, like cool. so, you like harry potter yeah <laughs> really yeah that's never come up on this show. Odd. It's weird. It's weird that I haven't brought that up. <laughs> Is it weird? No, it's not weird. Sigh. It's almost like Sigh. I haven't brought it up, but I'm feeling comfortable. My four-year-old loves Harry Potter. Loves yeah. Harry Potter. She saw she because she we in our family we love Halloween. It's our favorite. It's our favorite holiday. Yeah. Um. And so she really liked watching Harry Potter. Um. Because of witches and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but she can only really watch the first one because yeah, the second one it like it gets scarier. Well, that like it's a it's an order of magnitude scarier. Like yeah. the first movie's like pretty light, and then all of a sudden, like yeah. it's just dark. Yeah. That checks out. She should wait the amount of time, you know, from when the Smart. films were released yeah. theatrically to see okay. the next or, one so she can progress with them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah, or you can like do their school ages, like their their years. Every year. Oh, that's a great idea. Hmm. I think that uh Carne, if your daughters love witches and witch stuff, they gotta come hang out at Casa del Chid, because uh there is a there's a lot of witch stuff here in my house. This yeah. has been established on a recent episode. My wife is very into witchy stuff. So really, oh yeah, yeah, man. We there's lots of my kids do spells with her. There's lots of uh, interesting things that are happening here. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Crystals? Are yeah. there crystals? Oh yeah, man. I there's crystals. There's uh there's all all sorts of stuff that's that's going on. There's a, a um y'all probably this is this is such a local reference. Um, but so I live near. I live in. I live near los angeles and i live in um close to uh, pasadena so if anybody knows the rose parade love it pasadena and so there's a we were we were out a couple weeks ago uh going shopping and there's a there's a there's a book store that's been there since i was little it's called uh what's it like alexandria it's alexandria the second um because you know the original one burned down and the second one was built on lake avenue in pasadena um and so in there is is it's a it's a bookstore of you know all different spiritualities and you know so there's crystals and there's there's um um uh, uh lots of uh, uh wiccan stuff and lots of and yes you know, spells and any is playing like non-stop yep. uh and but I, i'll appreciate this i appreciate this place because it's all spirituality so there's like you know there's lots of things from the hindu there's buddhists there's all kinds of stuff and so we were walking by and my my daughter she looks at she's like can we go in there dad I'm like sure, and then so we go in there. And I think it was a, a, and and we go to see the section, and and she got so excited because, um, and of course, this place has all of like you know all the the candles and the smells and the, all this stuff, and then it has a whole section, um, just focused on uh, the spells of Hocus Pocus, uh, and Hocus Pocus, one of her favorite yeah. movies, and she was like so excited because she go to these things. It's great, but uh, it's a cool store. It's a very cool, uh, mm. uh, very very cool store. So. 
It, they have an interesting, their website looks like it's from, uh, ooh, geez, 1999, but oh, uh, absolutely. you can't purchase anything on their website, which makes sense. Of course. This, this, all this checks out, but it looks like a cool store. Uh, also, it's cool. I was talking about the Rose Parade to my daughter recently because she loves, uh, her middle name is Rose, and also she loves uh, flowers and, you know, she, anyway, so she she's very intrigued by this Rose Parade. And I was like, we, we got to go. We got to go in some New Year's. Uh, when uh, when her, when when my four year old's five, we're gonna we're gonna volunteer uh, at the uh, um, at one of the local ones because we know lots of people that 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 do volunteer and, and go and stuff like that. I, I, I'll say though, as a person as a as a native who's I've I've lived probably since I was since I was twelve. I've I've lived about three miles away from the Rose Parade round. Um, I've never gone. Um, the the only is it too time- crowded. It's 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 bonkers. It yeah. is it is absolutely bonkers. Uh, the only time I've been there when the rose parade is going on is I used to work. This is this is absolutely doxing myself, so I apologize. But I uh, I used to work at a Starbucks that was on Colorado Boulevard, um, about a block, about two blocks away from the beginning of the uh, not two blocks. I'm a about a quarter mile from the beginning of the Rose Parade. So the Rose Parade turns onto a street called or- from Orange Grove and it turns right onto Colorado Boulevard. So that's where you see that corner turn when they come on and the, all the people are there. So I worked at that Starbucks and that Starbucks was open all night long. So I got in at midnight and I was there till 8 a.m. Um, and uh, it is, you go, I got there at midnight and it, it looks like a war started like all the shops are all <laughs> are all boarded up with uh, uh with plywood and there's sandbags everywhere and there's just tons of people just out in the middle of the street there's like a, there's fires lots of <laughs> you know lots of people begging other people to save them seats and uh, uh it is it is wild <laughs> and there's a there's a tradition there's lots of traditions around going but one of the traditions is is when you're sleeping on the street you uh you get tortillas and you 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 um cover them the tops with whipped cream and you you throw at them like a frisbee so that it hits passing cars um <laughs> on the windows this is this is literally what you do <laughs> why this, yeah i was about to ask why also because you have you've already reconciled yourself to sleep on the street to watch a 10 second to watch like low yeah. drive like you are you're feral at that point mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so more than one person has said this is tradition and this is what we do now this is this is what people do it's people do this all this is the time. insane it's insanity i've never heard of that i mean i uh now that makes me think that i need to go there immediately uh you I, do? I, got, I gotta go through some of those tortillas that sounds great if you go, don't spend the night. Buy the stand seat. No, no, you gotta sleep. Expensive. You gotta sleep in the street with your family and they teach them how to throw the tortillas. <laughs> they gotta throw the tortillas. Gonna get my... People show up. People show up, and like it's like it's nine people. They've got like a RV that's parked like you know about a mile and a half away. They have like uncomfortable seats, and they're just sitting there all night long. Listen that to me, Carnay. You think that I haven't been to places that are uncomfortable where I've been there oh, all bluegrass. night long and being miserable? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It's upstate New York bluegrass festival like. That's exactly what it is. Oh, Except you should. For a much should you should go. You should go back to that, but you should do the tortilla thing there at the bluegrass you festival. Should, oh my! I wish I had anything to throw at anyone while I was there. Uh, the oh god, year in review. Oh highlight. Uh, 
Sometimes I forget that I did that, and then I'm reminded, and I'm like, oh man, never again. Uh, hey, did you ever? Did you bring the propane tanks? Did you bring the propane tanks? Curtis Weenus asks tanks. him regularly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Weenus hit me up on LinkedIn to ask if I had the propane tanks to bring this full circle. <laughs> um, well, uh, we come to the end of the show. Uh, Carney, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no. Uh, well, okay, yes, big plug. Uh, I'm sorry, you said parade. no. So that's it. You're, sorry, you're no. All set. I want to plug. I want to plug the Rose Parade. Um, I don't know what year it is, but uh, on available on uh, HGTV usually um, or streaming. Mm. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll wake up early and do like a, a pirate stream of uh, of uh, the Rose Parade. I just want to see the tortilla <laughs> thing. If you yeah. could catch someone doing the tortilla thing, that would be. Yeah. I would pay for that. I'll, I'll go like I'll do like a rounding down um, uh, correspondent <laughs> <laughs> in the field. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Sounds uh, really Bruce, nice. anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I'm going to plug my uh, my wife's business, the Edie Mae Photo Booth. Um, I'm going to say uh, follow Fake Mad TV. And um, if you find uh, any uh, CISO shows online, download them and watch them. Any CISO shows? Any, anything, yep, from, anything from CISO. From CISO. They, open yep. CISO, as they used to say. It's good. They sell CISOs right. down by the seashore. You know what's great about CISO is that flopped and closed uh, long before Spotify Live did. They were really ahead of their time. They were out before Quibi, before uh, HBO Max just started to fracture, hey, before hey, the streaming wars began. Yeah. Yes, we were. We- wow. Wow. Oh, I, there's some stories I got to hear. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, we need, this, we need the CISO episode. Yeah, we got to get into this. Uh, I was a CISO subscriber, so I, you know, I was oh, one thanks. of. I was one of. Not enough. You didn't describe. You didn't it. subscribe hard, hard enough. You I should have subscribed hard harder. One of the less than two hundred thousand people. Yeah, I I had that sense at the time, but also I didn't. Uh, I wish I watched more. <laughs> I was, it was good. I was like, I, I watched hey, certain things there. I wish a lot of people did. Yeah, and I wish I. I mean, I gave them my seven dollars a month or whatever it was, but I wish I would have watched. Uh, anyway, uh, way to go. Say a lot. It's your fault, shit. It really is. Um, okay, uh, so yeah, follow these guys. Bruce is at Bruce six nine four twenty on Twitter. True, that's right. And uh, Carney is at May Gusta Carney. No, make uh, wait. Yeah, you're oh, no, yeah, Gusta. Gusta. Yeah, Megusto Carne. Megusto is not banned anymore, but uh, yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's nice that Elon took pity on your account, not on other people's accounts. Interestingly, Uh, is that handle for sale? Mm. Well, I'll tell you, handles it's for sale is uh, at Poopy Baby Fart and also at the (laughs) Olves at My Door. Those are both available if you want either of those. Si, anything you'd like to plug? Hot dogs. Great, great sandwich. Great Great. sandwich. Okay, cool. We're doing this again. Uh, size at Cyfietti. I am at Chidspin. The show is at Writing Down. You can rate and review us wherever you get podcasts. Also, if you're in the mood to, I mean, obviously now it's like the end of January. You're, everyone's New Year's are going off with a bang. We all love that Rose Parade. It was great. We're all doing and our resolutions still going strong. Our Same resolutions job. are stronger than ever. And uh, sure. yeah. And so if you want to like give us a uh, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars at rounding down on the cash app. Well, Ooh. it's also early. It's early enough in the year. Actually, you, it, it, before January, you can still deduct it for a tax donation. Yeah. Yes. So like if you give five, a five, ten, a five thousand dollar gift. Well, so like 
We always say $5 million size lowered it to, he'll get those two sandwiches tattooed on his face for $5 million. Correct. Uh, a $5,000 gift, you can be a guest on Rounding Down. For $10,000, you can pick a guest to be on Rounding Down. For $15,000, you can come to my house and you, I will invite Sia to my house and you can spray him with the hose. Yeah, perfect. I paid $15,000 to be on this and I chose Carne to also be on this episode. And I appreciate really that all worked out. You've not really come to my house to spray Sai with a hose yet, so we gotta yeah. we gotta settle that uh, wager. Your daughter's gonna be really upset about her college fund. Yeah, for 50, <laughs> for twenty five thousand dollars, you can give my kids an iPad and let them watch YouTube. Well, uh, how much does it cost for you to plan uh, our vacations, our family vacations, kids? Oh, he'll Ooh, do that so, for free. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. That's that's pro boner work for me. Uh, that gives me a boner because I enjoy doing it. Uh, <laughs> Pro boner. So yeah, I listen. We don't want to get into that. Open that can of worms. Uh, well, uh, for dads everywhere, if you're thinking about becoming a dad, I highly encourage it. Particularly if you've done any self reflection and work in advance. And also, if you're thinking about becoming a dad, and your biggest concern is whether or not it's actually your child, maybe put the pin in that and don't do it. Uh, also yeah. fine, totally fine to not become. Uh, so for Bruce, for Carne, for Sai, for myself, for dads everywhere. Uh, fuck you. See you later. Rounding Down is created by Chip. Produced by Chip Inside. Music by Corey Major. And artwork by Sean DeGuerres. This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.